Gopi Chanda Pallava Giribaratari Gopi Chanda Pallava Giribaratari Jai Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jai Gopi Chandra Pallava Giribaratari Gopi Chandra Pallava Giribaratari Yasodanandana Prajajana Ranjana Yasodanandana Prajajana Ranjana Yasodanandana Prajajana Yamunati Rabanachari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Ropi Janna Ballaba Giribaratari Vijana Ballaba Giribaratari Yasoda Nandana Brajajana Nandana Yasoda Yasoda Nandana Brajajana Nandana Yasoda Yamunati Rabanachari Yamuna Yamunati Rabanachari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabihari Jainitul his divine grace to the Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakum Harajaki Ananta Koti Vaishnavindaki Nama Charger Shirayastakuri And the whole Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhara Sri Sadi Gaur Bhakti 
Shri Shri Radha Krishna Gopinath Shamakund Radha Kundiri Gopadhanaki Brajbhumi Shivindaman Dhamaki Navadi Maipur Dhamaki Pushtam Chetra Jagannath Puri Dhamaki Ganga Maiki Jamuna Maiki Bhakti Devi Ki Tulasi Maharanaki Sama Veta Bhakti Brindaki Jainitai Gopremanandi Oh, glorious is some of the bodies, oh, glorious is some of the bodies, oh, glorious is some of the bodies, oh, glorious, 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 Kushalena papam, Bogena punyam kushalena papam, Kalevaram, Kalajavena, Hitwa, Kalevaram, Kalajavena, Hitwa, Kalevaram, Kalajavena, Hitwa, Bogena punyam kushalena papam Kalevaram kala javena hitva Kirtim Vishudhang Sura Loka Gitam Kirtim Vishudham Sura Loka Gitam Kirtim Vishudham Sura Loka Gitam Vitaya Mam Eshasi Mukta Bandha Vitaya Mam Eshasi Mukta Bandha Vitayamam eshasi mukta bandha Kirtim vishudam sura loka gitam Vitayamam eshasi mukta bandha Bhogena punyam kushalena papam Kalevaram kala javena hitva Kirtim Vishudam Sura Loka Gitam Vitayama Meshasi Mukta Bandha Pogena Punyam Kushalena Papam Kalevarang Jala Javena Hitva Kirtim Vishudam Sura Loka Gitam Vitaya Mameshasi Mukta Bandha
of material happiness. Punyam, pious activities or their results. Kushalena, by acting piously. And in parenthesis, devotional service is the best of all pious activities. Papam, all kinds of reactions to it to impious activities. Kalevaram, the material body. Kalajavena, by the most powerful time factor. Hitwa, giving up. Kirtim, reputation. Vishuddham, transcendental or fully purified. Sura Loka Gitam Praised even in the heavenly planets. Vitaya Spreading all throughout oh, sorry, spreading all through the universe. Mum unto me. Eshasi you will come back. Muktabanda being liberated from all bondage. So this is quite um, an extraordinary verse, actually. So these words are so full of meaning. Each one of these words, I mean, if I was of the caliber of, of some of, you know, of, of our advanced Vaishnavas, I could give a class on each one of these words. Um, even like Bolgena, the feelings of material happiness, the way that the Lord explains how Prahlad is going to experience material happiness or you know, he talks about, um, where's this one in particular? This Kala Javina, this, the, the most powerful time factor. Because he talks about how the time factor, nothing else is going to cause you to die, just the time factor. You know? And so that in itself is a very, very powerful statement. So, yeah, quite, quite an extraordinary verse, this one, actually. My dear Prahlad, while you are in this material world, you will exhaust all the reactions of pious activities by feelings of happiness. And by acting piously, you will neutralize impious activity. Because of the powerful time factor, you will give up your body, but the glories of your activities will be sung in the upper planetary systems. And being fully freed from all bondage, you will return home back to Godhead. Responsively, my dear Prahlad, while you are in this material world, you will exhaust all the reactions of pious activity by feeling happiness and by acting piously, you will neutralize impious activity. 
Because of the powerful time factor, you will give up your body. But the glories of your activities will be sung in the upper planetary systems. And being fully freed from all bondage, you will return home. Back to Godhead. Can you get me a Bhagavad Gita, please? So this verse is, is quite amazing because reading this, I thought Prahlad Maharaj was an Ijasiddha. Isn't it? And here it's saying, you know, by, by, by feeling happiness, you're going to exhaust all your pious credit. And by acting piously, you're going to overcome all your impious credit. Quite, quite interesting, isn't it? At least I think it's interesting. And so, anyhow, Prabhupada talks about the purple. I just, just want to mark a few verses here I want to speak from. Shila, uh, this is Prabhupada's purport. Srila Vishnu Chakravati Thakur says, Evam Praladashyangsena Sadhana Siddhatam Chisiddhatam Cha Naradvijajgeyam. There are two classes of devotees, the Sadhana Siddha and the Nitya Siddha. So we know what a Sadhana Siddha is, yeah? What's a Sadhana Siddha? Huh? Perfection through practice, exactly. And then what's the, what's the Nitya Siddha? Eternally perfected. Yeah. Okay. The next statement is just like, what? <laughs> Prahlad Maharaj is a mixed Siddha. That is, he is perfect partly because of executing devotional service and partly because of eternal perfection. Thus he is compared to such devotees as Narada. Formerly, Narada Muni was the son of a maidservant, and therefore, in his next birth, he attained perfection, Sadhana Siddha, because of having executed devotional service. Yet he is also a Nitya Siddha, because he never forgets the personality of Godhead. The word Kushalena is very important. One should live in the material world very expertly. The material world is known as the world of duality, because sometimes uh, because one sometimes has to act impiously and sometimes has to act piously. Although one does not want to act impiously, the world is so fashioned that there is always danger. Padam, padam, yadvi, padam. Thus, even when performing devotional service, a devotee has to create many enemies. Pallad Maharaj himself had experience of this, for even his father became his enemy. A devotee should expertly manage to think always of the Supreme Lord so that the reactions of suffering cannot touch him. This is the expert management of Papa Punya, pious and impious activities. An exalted devotee like Prahlad Maharaj is Jivan Mukta. He is liberated even in this very life in the material body. Excuse me. Okay. So here we see in this verse that that Prabhupada, well, Prabhupada, but Nishingadev is making some seemingly contradictory statements because he, he you know, previously we've seen. In, in, earlier on in this chapter, Pallad Maharaj has, 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 has said that you've, you've asked me to come down here to, to demonstrate how to perform bhakti. So this is indicating that he's a Nitya Siddha. It's not indicating, he's actually stating he's a Nitya Siddha devotee because he's descended for a particular purpose. Now we see that Nisingadeva is saying, 
you know, it, while you're in this material world, you know, you will exhaust the, the reactions of pious activity by feeling of happiness. And by acting piously, you will neutralize impious activity. So there's, there's, there's quite a few things going on here in, in this statement. And this is one of the, the, the things I find very uh, profound when we're discussing Sanskrit, is each statement in Sanskrit has many, many understandings, many, many different interpretations. And you can take, you know, and that's why Prabhupada would say we're not interested in ABCD translation. You know, this means this, this means this, this, therefore it means that. There's a really interesting story in this regard. Uh, I think it was um, Ramanuja Acharya, was it? His, his guru, you know, his cooler guru at the time, was explaining a particular passage from one of the scriptures. And he was just giving this ABDC translation. And, and basically the translation was, was saying that it was comparing the face of the Lord to the backside of a monkey. You know, saying that the, the, reddish, the reddish cheeks of the Lord are like the backside of a particular type of monkey. And so this is just an ABCD translation. He doesn't have realization. Therefore, he's unqualified to explain. And this is why for us, as devotees of Krishna, the, the commentaries of the Acharyas are very, very important. Because there's many things that are described in the scriptures that, you know, on our own capacity, we would not be able to understand. You know, e even if you look at, you know, an important work such as the Bhagavad Gita, so many commentaries on the Bhagavad Gita. Even famous people like Mahatma Gandhi has given his commentary on the Bhagavad Gita, and he's basically indicating it's all an allegorical story. That, you know, Kurukshetra refers to the body, the Pandavas refer to the senses and different things like this. But actually, the Pandavas existed. Kurukshetra is a real place. Krishna is a real person. And the Bala Kurukshetra actually took place. And, and Prabhupada, when he first came to America, he was giving classes on the, the Bhagavad Gita. And he said, you know, basically he was pointing out that all these translations of the Bhagavad Gita, these 700 translations, give or take a few, and their commentaries were all useless. Why? Because not one pure devotee has resulted from all this work. They're all just speculators. And this is why the devotional process, we don't make up our own conclusions, not just in philosophy, but in the practice as well. We don't concoct our own conclusion. We don't, um, you know, you know, develop our own process or anything like that because, you know, we were talking about this in, in our deity worship class the other day, is, is that Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he pointed out, in the, the Vedas there are only three topics, Sambandha, Abhidaya and Prayojana. So Sambandha means relationship, but not just relationship with God, it means your relationship with the material world, it means relationship with everyone else, it means where you are. So we have Sambandha, and then we have Abhideya, which means the process, the means, this, this anatha nivriti, the, 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 um, the means by which you become purified. And you have Prayojana. And if you look at the Prayojana of each different Vaishnava Sampradaya, they have a different Prayojana. Therefore, they have a different Abhideya. So our acharyas have given us a very specific abhideya, a very specific process or practice to follow in order to achieve that specific conclusion. If you follow another practice, you will get a different conclusion. This is one of the reasons in, in, in deity ministry that I've been very eager to uh, encourage devotees not to follow practices of other sampradayas because they will give you a different conclusion. We follow His Divine Grace AC Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. He knew our mind. He knew our He knows our nature, and therefore He gave a specific practice so we can achieve this particular conclusion that this love of Krishna, or love of Radha and Krishna, in a particular mood, a particular relationship. And He showed us how to achieve that, and we start that through the process of Vaidhi Sadhana Bhakti. Because if we, do, if we don't follow Vaidhi Sandha Bhakti, we will not achieve Raganuga Sandha, but we will not achieve Prem. You, you just won't go there. 
you'll wind up. Usually what happens is people become sahajas when they start to um, manufacture their own process. And we've been having a conversation about this recently um, you know, amongst other devotees here and, and how uh, the tendency in the pra practice of bhakti is devotees speculate, especially from their influences from the past. <coughs> it's not such a problem for, you know, like a person like myself coming from an Australian background, I have no experience of bhakti, I have no experience of, you know, religious activities except going to church. But for those of you who grew up in the Indian subcontinent, it's a very different experience. And, and practically every village has got their own, their own devata. And, and there, there, there's all these different um, processes of worship, you see. You know? and, and that can be quite challenging for someone to overcome those influences. But we see that, you know, that it's pointed out in the Mahabharata, it says, Mahajani, Mahajani Yenikata Sapanta. If we, the, 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 it was the Tako Pratishta Shrutiyo Vibhinna this is Dharma Shatatva, the truth of Dharma. Huh? So Guha means like a cave. Yeah? So the secret, this Tatva, um, it's, like, it's like a secret which is deep in the heart of the Mahajans. But through following the path, chalked out by the Mahajans, you can actually understand this secret. Yeah? But if we make our own process, you're not going to understand anything. You're not going to, really, you're not going to understand anything at all. And that's why, you know, uh, we see in deity worship and other elements of devotional service that, that there are many in the leadership who are very, of ISKCON, who are very keen to see that we follow what Prabhupada gave us. Because knowing that if we follow what Prabhupada gave us, we will achieve the destination. But if we come up with our own process, it's, it's doubtful where we're going to go. You know, so the point here is like many of these points that are being brought out in this verse are difficult to understand. But without the, without the commentaries of the Vicharyas, it's very hard to understand the point here. And, and so we see like one of the initial points that's being made here, at least what I see, is that um, Nishingadev is saying straight up that without being completely pure, and often we, we equate this being pure with, with mean, meaning like you know, impurities or, or, or impiety, you know, impious things. But Nishingadev is saying completely free from pious and impious result. You need to pure, and, and then naturally you'll go back to Godhead. And there's two, there's two nice verses in, in, the, in the Bhagavad Gita that this brings to mind. There's one in the uh, fourth chapter, Vitaraga Bayakroda Mamaya Mampashata Putama Bhagavanta. I can't remember the whole verse, but you know, I don't recite my, or remind myself of these slokas often enough. Um, being free from attachment, fear, and anger, being fully absorbed in me, and taking refuge in me. Many, many persons in the past became purified by knowledge of me, and thus they all attained transcendental love for me. So being free from attachment, being free from fear, anger, you know, and being fully absorbed in, in, in the Lord. So this, this is the point that Nishingane is making here to Prahlad, is you have to be freed from, from um, you know, all the, the reactions of pious activity, but also the reactions of impious All this stuff has to be gone completely. Yeah? And then in, in, the, um, in the seventh chapter, there's a few verses, I thought, which were particularly relevant here. And um, so first, in 725, uh, Lord Krishna says, I'm never manifest to the foolish and unintelligent, for them I am covered by my internal potency, and therefore they do not know that I am unborn and inexhaustible. And this is quite applicable here in this situation, because Haranyakashipu was right in front of, of Nishingadev. And he didn't recognize who he was. We see also Kurukshetra, you know, that, that um, uh, Krishna was right there on the battlefield. And most of the people didn't recognize who he was. Right in front of him, Duryodhan, you know, when, when, when Krishna went to the court of the Kauravas to try to avert the war before the war happened, he went as a peace envoy to try to avert the war. And, and we see that Duryodhan 
and, and Shishapal and, and, and others, they, not Shishapal, sorry, um, Sukuni. Sukuni, they plotted to capture Krishna. They, they, they plotted they were going to capture him because he's the life and soul of the Pandavas and without Krishna, the Pandavas are finished. How did that work out for them? Not so well. Not so well. They didn't capture Krishna at all. But then Bhishma got to see Krishna's universal form, so he was very happy with it. And Bhishma tried to convince, you know, Duryodhana that this won't work out well for you. You know, this is the supreme personality of Godhead. Oh, no, no, he's just some joker. He's just some magician, you know. You know they just didn't take him seriously. And this, 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 this that, what's that? Nahampakasha Savasha, you know, Yoga Maya. The, the, the foolish, you know, they're bewildered by material nature. They'll never understand my, my nature. They can't. Even if Krishna's right in front of them, even if Krishna's doing something like lifting Govardhan Hill, which is not an easy thing to do, to lift a mountain and hold it aloft with your, the pinky of your little hand for seven days, uh, you know, the little pinky of left hand for seven days. Who can, huh? Tip of his pinky, yeah, for seven days. Who can do that? Oh, it's just some magic. It's just, it's just mythology. Yeah, even though Krishna's right in front of them, they can't accept it. And then, then Krishna says, I know everything that's happened in the past, all that's happening in the present, and all things are yet to come. I also know all living entities, yet me, no one knows. So Krishna's, you know, explaining his nature. I know everything, past, present, future. I know everyone, but no one knows me. Yeah, then he goes on to say, Oh, conquer the foe. All living entities are born in delusion, bewildered by dualities arisen from desire and hate. So the point, same thing here, is, is the Lord's talking about this world of duality. This is the situation we're in, is duality. Yeah? There's pious, there's impious, there's, 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 there's love, there's hate, there's, there's happiness, there's stress, there's heat, there's cold. Yeah? Everything about this material world is dual. Yeah? And then, and then he goes on, the, the, the verse that's particularly interesting in relation to this, he says, persons who have acted piously in previous lives and in this life and whose sinful actions are completely eradicated are freed from the dualities of delusion and they engage in, in themselves in my service with determination. So a similar point is being made here to Prahlad is, is that, you know, they've acted piously so that they've, 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 and they've, 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 you know, lived out their piety, that they've exhausted their piety. The, the, and this, this is also, Gopal Brindeshwar was quoting this verse yesterday, this um, from Kunti. That these persons who are, meaning that they have no, I mean, Prabhupada translates as, as materially exhausted, but it doesn't mean that they've kind of just finished running a race and they're exhausted. It means they have no interest, they have nothing left uh, uh, to attract them or to bind them to this material world. Everything material is gone. And it's just like yesterday we were visiting some, some, some my wife and I were visiting some older friends and, and relatives and stuff like that. And, and, and it's kind of interesting to see the difference between devotee, devotees when they get older and, and non-devotees when they get older. Devotees when they get older, the tendency, the tendency is to, to just get to the point where like, you know, I'm done with this. I've had enough. You know, I have no interest in anything in this material world. Whereas you, you see like, like sometimes, not always, but sometimes with non-devotees when they get older, they still have this strong burning desire to enjoy this material world. But this is because they don't have knowledge. They don't, you know, sometimes they become frustrated. But generally that frustration is because the senses aren't cooperating with the desire to enjoy. They're unable to enjoy because the body's you know, spent. But still there's a, <coughs> a strong desire to enjoy this material world. But a devotee who, especially devotees who study this philosophy, they can understand that like I'm done with this material world. There's nothing left here. There's nothing here of value for me. The only thing of, of any value is Krishna. And this we see that in the next verse, Nishingadev makes this point. Uh, uh, and he, I think also on this point he's making, you know, uh, you know, j just, um, you know, just focus on service to me. 
And that's what we need to do. It's like, yes, we, 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 we overcome uh, pious and impious desires by, uh, you know, pious, well, not just desires, but the, the result of pious activity by, you know, enjoying this material world. And not necessarily going out and seeking sense gratification, but piety results in this mode of goodness. It results in a sense of, of happiness, of satisfaction. And that's what Prahlad, uh, Nishingadev is saying to Prahlad. You know, be satisfied in this world. Don't, don't be in anxiety. You know, he's, he's saying, you know, you're going to enjoy as the king of the, the, the daiches for the, for the lifetime of, of, of the Manu. So be happy. Even though, you know, he's saying, oh, well, the king of the daiches is such an auspicious thing. He's just saying, be happy. That's the result of his piety. You can't be happy. In, there's, there's only two types of people in this world who are happy. Someone who's pious and someone who's stupid. Yeah? A fool will be happy in any circumstance. You know, you can, you can see them, you know, they're intoxicated, they're lying in the gut or whatever, and they, they think they're happy. But actually it's the most abominable situation. Yeah? But someone who's actually pious is happy in this world, they're peaceful in this world because of their pious activity. And then he's saying here, you know, to, to burn up all your impiety um, by doing pious acts. And this again will, will further um, his happiness in this material world. So then, then in, in the Gita, Krishna is, is making this similar point. And then he goes on, intelligent persons who are endeavoring for liberation from old age and death take refuge in me in devotional service. They are actually Brahman because they entirely know everything about transcendental activities. Those in full consciousness of me who know me, the Supreme Lord, to be the governing principle of the material manifestation of the demigods and of all methods of sacrifice can understand and know me, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, even at the time of death. So Krishna is, is, is giving us you know, clear guidance you know, on how to overcome the influence of material nature. Nishingadev is saying the same thing here. The way to overcome the influence of, of, of material nature is is through uh, ultimately being absorbed in Krishna, just dedicating your life and activities to the service of Krishna. And so it's very, very powerful. And then Prabhupada, one of the things I found a little bit um, perplexing in the purport, I made a few notes of this, is how Prabhupada says that Prahlad marriage is a mixed siddha. I'm not, I don't completely understand this, so I'm, I'm going to be asking a few senior Vaishnav's questions. Um, and, and where he gets that from is, if you look at Vishnath Chakravati Thakur's comments on this verse, I've got it here. Mm. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah. It should be understood that Prahlad like Narada and others, was partly Sadhana Siddha and partly Nitya Siddha. That's what Vishnath Chakravati Thakur says. And then Prabhupada here, he says, he quotes Vishnath Chakravati Thakur, there are two classes of devotees, the Sadhana Siddha and the Nitya Siddha. Prahlad Maharaj is a mixed Siddha. That is, he is perfect partly because of his executing devotional service and partly because of eternal perfection. And so, some of the things that this brings to my mind is, is firstly, is when we're you know, our tendency is to, we want to put everything in a box, you know. This person's a nitya sitter, that's there. This person's a sadhana sitter, this person's a creeper sitter. You know, we like to compartmentalize everything. That's the, especially with male minds, that's the, the nature of a male mind. Uh, female mind tends to see the connection of everything to everything, you know. Whereas males don't see it like that. No, this fits in that box, this fits in that box. I'm dealing with this box here, I'm not worried about the one right now. Whereas ladies will see how everything is connected. And for guys, it's really complicated sometimes. Cannot see how that is connected to this. So this here also, when we look at things like sitters, we tend to want to say, okay, this one's a sadhana sitter. This one's a nitya sitter. This one's a creeper sitter. And, and the idea that it can be mixed like that is a little bit unusual. So this helps us to understand the nature of, of the of, of spirituality is not it's not like you know compartmentalized like we'd like to try and see everything in the material world. The nature of, of, of spiritual spiritual life and spirituality is it's all very fluid. 
It changes. It, 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 it's like at one time one person can be a sadhana sitter, they could be a niche sitter. It's, it's, not, it's not like it's fixed. So that's one thing that comes to mind. Um, another thing that comes to mind is, is that um, it's part of the pastime. Just like we see with Narad Muni. Narad Muni is, is eternally perfected. You know, when, it, when the creation winds up, he, he enters back into the body of the Lord, and then when the creation unwinds, he comes back out as Narad Muni. Every time that happens. But he goes through various pastimes, you know, uh, of perfecting himself, like we see, it's described in the Bhagavatam, how he, he was living as the son of a maidservant, and, and he got the opportunity to serve the, the, the Bhagavatas, and he took the remnants with their permission, he took their prasad remnants, and then after that, his, his mother was bitten by a snake, and she died, and, and he, he left that place, and he went on his path of perfection, and he became perfected through the process. You know, he saw the Lord, the Lord told him how to practice bhakti, and he became perfected. <coughs> so this also is, is, in my way, a partial understanding of what Prabhupada means here by a mixed perfect, uh, siddha. I'm sure there's more to it than that, but I don't understand more than that. You know. You know, so it's a very, very interesting statement. You know. And, um, yeah. And the main point is like, whatever the case, whether he's sadhana siddha or nitya siddha or creeper siddha or whatever, he's siddha. That's what matters. You know. And the thing is like, you know, if you've got a million dollars, right? If, if someone gives you a million dollars, you earn a million dollars, you inherit a million dollars, what does it matter? You've got a million dollars. Who cares how you got it? As long as you didn't steal it. Yeah. <laughs> so in the same way, you go back to Godhead, it doesn't really matter. You know, no one's going to be asking, well, how did you get back here? Yeah. You know? You know? You know? It's like sometimes, sometimes, you know, like, like you, 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 you get these questions, it's like, uh, you know, devotees, when, when you're visiting other countries, they'll ask where you're from. As, or who's your guru? As if it matters. Yeah. You're chanting Hare Krishna, you're following the regular principles, you're studying Prabhupada's books, you're making advancement devotional service. What does it matter? Who you, it matters to you, but what does it matter to them? You know, it it does, doesn't really matter what country you're from, what, where, you know, it doesn't matter you're a devotee of Krishna. So these things are all you know, material considerations, how you got there. It's like Prabhupada, he compares it to the sheep and the whole philosophy. You know, it's like the sheep, they're down in the hole and they're all looking up and wondering how they got here. But is that important? How you fell in the hole or how you got down in the hole? Does that matter? No, what's important is how to get out of the hole. Yeah. Yeah, so it doesn't matter how you get back to Godhead. The point is get back to Godhead. Yeah. Prabhupada, sometimes you would say by hook or by crook, get back to Godhead. Yeah. Yeah, so it's very, very important. Yeah. And, and we see here, and this is part of, the, part of what I see as the pastime element, uh, and with this verse here, how um, Nishingadev is saying, you know, like, like, burn up your pious activities by being happy, destroy your impious credit by pious activity. So, Prahlad is a Nityasiddha, Nisringadeva is teaching the process of bhakti through the Nityasiddha devotee. And this was revealed to us a few verses ago, how, how Prahlad, he's saying, you've come, asked me to come here to teach the path of bhakti. And we'll see this in the lives of, you know, I think I mentioned this the other day, in the lives of all these great Vaishnavas, is how Krishna uses them. Just like with Bhishma Dev, Bhishma Dev is such a stellar example of this, of how Lord Krishna uses Nisringadeva to teach the path of devotional service, and also to glorify his devotee. And we see here also with Prahlad, you know, so many calamities he was, he was uh, exposed to, yet he didn't see them as calamity, and in, in all circumstances he was just absorbed in remembering the Lord. Gopal Brindeshwar was describing, yesterday he was describing the different calamities that he was subjected to, but he wasn't he wasn't affected by them, he didn't see those calamities, and at no point did he forget Krishna. And this is his glory, at no point did he forget Krishna, no matter what happened. And you see there's, there's, a, there's a similarity in the lives of all great devotees. Is they, you know, we see in the life of Prabhupada, he faced so many difficulties in, in life. 
You know, he was gored by a bull, he was injured in a car accident. So many challenges he faced. Yet at no point did he forget Krishna. He had a heart attack, you know, strokes and heart attacks and stuff. <coughs> at no point did he forget Krishna. Yeah, so, very, very glorious. And then another thing that um, in this verse, I'll, I'll just finish on this, that um, in, in the second paragraph, Prabhupada says the word, word kushalena is very important. One should live in the material world very expertly. What does that mean? We should become expert at enjoying the material world. We should become expert at manipulating the material nature. No, he's not telling us to become good materialists. That's definitely not what's going on. There's, a, there's an interesting, two interesting statements this brings to mind. That um, Prabhupada, there's one place he says that, um, what is it? We are in the world, but not of the world. So we have to, this is, this is being expert, we have to understand our nature. Jivera surupahoi krishnera nitidas krishnera tatasta shakti beda beda prakash. That, you know, that, that we're an eternal servant of Krishna and we're a manifestation simultaneously different but not different from the Lord. Tatasta. Yeah. And then another, so it means, yeah, we're here in this material world, but when, this is not what, where we're from. We're, we're servants of Krishna. We're eternal servants of Krishna. Our nature is eternally spiritual. We are not material. The body may be material, but that's not us. It's just a covering. And then the other interesting statement that Prabhupada made, which I think is a very, very um, profound statement in many ways, and it can give us many understandings, is in this material world, you have to learn the art of how to catch a fish without getting wet. Yeah? So learn the art of how to function this material world without being affected by this material world. That's the challenge. And I, I, in, in my personal reading, I've just finished reading the, the, the section where um, Kardamamuni uh, gets married to Devahuti. And they spend a hundred, I think it's a hundred years of the, of the Devatas traveling around in this, uh, this aerial mansion, and they're enjoying sex like anything. I mean, you know, it's really, you know, describes quite, you know, vividly how much they're enjoying. Yet still, Kardamamuni is not affected by it. It gives you an understanding of how great a personality he is, that he, he's enjoying like anything with his wife. And, and, and you know, very, very beautiful. And he manifests himself in, in nine different forms so they can enjoy like that. And, and um, still, he's not affected by it. Still, he remembers Krishna. And still at the end of it, when he says, okay, now I'm going to go to the forest. You know, I've given, I've given you the daughters. I've given you what you wanted. I'm going to the forest now. She says, oh, but you know, one thing, I, you know, I need enlightenment. You know, having the daughters is okay, but I don't want to just be left rotting in this material world, so you need to give me enlightenment. Give me a son who can enlighten me. So then he impregnates her with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Huh? Yes. What did I say? Did I? Karma. Karma, yeah. yeah. And so he, impreg he impregnates Devahuti with Kapiladev. Now, if he wasn't pure, how could he do that? So we see a very, very good example of, of being in the world, but not of the world. Functioning according to what you have to, function according to your guna and karma, you know, do your duty in the world, but don't be affected by the world. Be very expert. You know, learn what it is, your, nat your nature and your duty, what you're supposed to do, and, and, and act in this world. Don't become contaminated by this world and then return back to Godhead as quickly as you can. It's a very, very interesting instruction. Okay, that's about all I have to say. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot more that could be said about this, this idea of a mixed sitta, but I don't understand much more than that. Any, any comments or questions? Yes, bro. Hare Krishna, thank you for a wonderful class. Um, as you mentioned that uh, it's not an ABC translation, it's a it's a realized translation by our Acharya. So, 
what happened in real estate uh, is it like acharya is uh, become i i'm just speculating like few options coming and i would like you to enlighten one is like he becomes very erudite in the in the study of shastra and that way he is able to get into the internal meaning of the word or another thing is that he is able, the lord comes in front of uh, him and then dictates him that this is the true translation of it like uh, uh, as yeah so what is this uh, how it happens yeah, it's, it's got nothing to do with erudition. Mm. You, you, you know what I mean? I, I, I've been to programs where, where children recite whole chapters of Bhagavad Gita. Mm -hmm. yeah? I've seen cockatoos that chant Hare Krishna. <laughs> Hare <Yeah>. Krishna. <laughs> you know, but if the cat, Prabhupada says that, you can teach a cockatoo to chant Hare Krishna, but if the cat comes and grabs him by the neck, what does he do? Mm. You know? It's just, it's just, and this, this is, and this is a really important point. There's, you know, that, that verse, this John Maishvaya Shrutasri. So there's this, this um, was Abhidatum by. Kunti says Abhidatum. So Abhidatum means feeling. So you see, Prahlad, you know, he's got feeling. He's got feeling for the Lord. It's not just like some external, you know. Practice and, and we see that often is, is people will come to, do, to, to, to ISKCON and they will officially practice bhakti But where's the feeling? Where's the conviction that Krishna is my Lord and Master? You see here that in all circumstances You know like Prahlad's not calling up please save my body please save my body you know I've got so much enjoyment and stuff no he's just constantly absorbed you know Krishna's my lord Krishna's my master he's my only savior he's the only one I have any interest in he's not even calling out to the lord to save him but he's so absorbed in these feelings these loving feelings for the lord yeah. without feeling yeah it's not going to have any effect you have to have, the, you, somehow or other, we have to awaken this, this spark of love. And that's the, that's the, that's the, um, the, 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 the talent of the preacher. I was reading a purple the other day, a prophet was talking, they see this spark in the heart of, of the living entity, and, the, and they fan this, because it's, it's there. It was that, Jivera Surupahoi Krishnananiti Daskar, no, that's not, Udhikararaidai, um, what's that verse? Kararaidai. Nitya Siddha Krishna Prem Sarukavarai Savarai Sutikaradai. So this Nitya Siddha Krishna Prem, this 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 eternal perfection of love of Godhead, it's in the heart. It doesn't come from somewhere else. It's not like someone can touch you on the head and zap you've got Krishna Prem. It doesn't work like that. It's there in the heart because we are all eternal servants of Krishna. That's who we are. We're not something different. But it's only when we, um, we arouse this emotion, this, this loving relationship with Krishna, which has many, many manifestations from the point of Shraddha to Prem. And there's so many manifestations in between that. But it's only when we, we arouse that, that this, 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 this eternal perfection in the heart starts to come out. This Kararaya diet's awoken. You know? So someone can be very, very expert at, at, at Sanskrit and translating words and stuff like that and you see in, 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 in Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's when he went to Varanasi and he was discussing with with Prakashananda Saraswati and all these Mayavadi sannyasis they're very <coughs> very expert or you know Savabhom Bhattacharya a wonderful story Chaitanya Mahaprabhu he meets Savabhom Bhattacharya and Savabhom Bhattacharya sees his young sannyasi and he's worried well you know he's going to get himself in trouble because he's very beautiful he's young you know you know, the women are going to be attracted to him. He's very, he looks very sensuous. So he's very, very concerned about that. And he said, you know, I want to teach you Vedanta. Mm -hmm. And Chaitanya was okay. You know, just because out of respect for a senior, he just he agreed to it. And then so he sat down. I can't remember how many days it was. He just sat down for seven or eight days and listened to Vedanta and didn't say anything. And, and then Sabbom Bhattacharya asked him, he, said, he says, he says, I've been speaking to you for all these days and you haven't said anything. Don't, don't you understand Vedanta? And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, I understand Vedanta perfectly, but I haven't understood a word of what you said. <laughs> uh, and then, and, and then, then Sarvabhambhattari was quite taken aback by that. 
He was very, Mahabhu was very respectful. And then Chaitanya Mahabhu set about explaining to him what Vedanta actually meant. And so one can be very expert and be able to recite so many scriptures and this and that. But if that feeling's not there in the heart, it's all just words. Sorry? Yeah, it's like flat battery. Yeah. Yeah, so, so that, and that, that's the expertise. And that can only come through parampara. It's only, you know, like, like, like it's only when you receive, it's just like we were talking the other day about, about mantras. You know, you, can, you know, a mantra is only effective when you've received it from somebody else. You can, you can go to, there's, there's different bazaars in Vrindavan. You get recordings of practically any mantra you want. You know? I mean, I can give you the, the, the sannyas Gayatri, or the, san, the sannyas mantra. It's not a Gayatri, but a sannyas mantra. It's just one of the verses from the Bhagavatam. Yeah? It's nothing fancy. But it doesn't make you a sannyasi. Why? Because I'm not authorized. Yeah? I can give you Gayatri mantra. It doesn't make you a Brahmin because I'm not authorized. Yeah? So the point is, is one has to come in an authorized disciplic succession. Uh, one has to be empowered. And what's the, there's a nice verse there um, that Prabhupada would quote regularly uh, in the Chaitanya Charanrita. Um, Krishna Shakti Vinanahi Taratat Prabhatan. That when one has that Shakti of Krishna, then they're empowered to preach. And anyone can, anyone can be empowered to preach. You don't need to be someone special. All you have to do is just take shelter of Krishna. And then he empowers us. And it's the same with translating, you know, it's like there are so many people in ISKCON, or not just in ISKCON, but there's so many people translating books. But are they empowered to translate? Prabhupada was empowered to translate. And all you have to do is just look at how many books he translated in the period of time he translated. And the fact that he was traveling the globe constantly, he was giving classes every single day, and he was answering letters every single day, and he was, he was meeting with so many disciples every single day. And he translated 70 volumes of books with elaborate commentaries. He was empowered. There's no doubt of that. Some people say he's Shaktavesh, some people say it was a Vibhuti of Krishna, I don't know. You know. But it's definitely he was empowered by Krishna to do that. Uh, that's not an ordinary thing. So in order to, and you look at all the different Acharyas that have been there, in order to present this knowledge in a way that is meaningful, they have to have this feeling and they have to be empowered by Krishna to do it. You can't just like study Sanskrit and think you're going to be able to become an Acharya or this and that. There has to be a connection with Krishna, otherwise it doesn't work. I Mahatmaji, you're eager to say something. <laughs> Hare Krishna, Narasimha Bhajampu. Thank you very much for the wonderful class. Thank you for your friendship. <laughs> And as you said, in Hindi they say, That means I am going through the market, but I have nothing to purchase in this material world. Only love for Krishna. Mm. That is the only thing which we have to concentrate yeah. upon. So on the, in this connection I want to know how to concentrate on the lotus feet of Krishna so that you absorb completely in the lotus feet of Krishna and then your life becomes nitya-siddha. Yeah, I mean, there's, 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 there's many different ways. But primarily, I mean, deity worship is very important for that. This is, this is a, there's an interesting lecture Prabhupada gave in, in Paris in uh, probably 1974. And he said that the purpose of deity worship is to fix your mind on the lotus feet of Krishna. Therefore, I'm asking why there are no ankle bells. So, the point, I, the way I take this to, to mean is the deity should be decorated very, very beautifully. Not simply, but very beautifully. So why? To attract our minds to Krishna. That's the purpose of deity worship, is to attract your mind, to attract your heart, to attract your senses to Krishna. Because otherwise, what will happen is, is there's so, I mean, just go out there in the material world and see, there's so many things vying for our attention, you know. And, and the, 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 the um, Materialists are very expert at presenting things and packaging things in a way to attract your senses. You know, so we need to be more expert at packaging Krishna consciousness in a way to attract 
yeah. our senses and the senses of others. Yeah. So deity worship is very, very effective, but also very, very powerful uh, means of, of, of attracting and purifying the senses is the holy name. Uh, by, by, the by, by the holy name, by chanting the holy name, uh, this is, you know, Cheto Dapra Maja, the heart becomes purified. When the heart becomes purified, naturally your consciousness is drawn to Krishna. That's just natural, a natural consequence. It's just, it's just like, you know, a, a young boy is naturally drawn to a young girl. It's just a natural thing. He doesn't have to think about it. You know? The child is naturally drawn to the mother. Child doesn't think about it. It's just a natural thing. It's because why? Because it's the intrinsic nature of the self. So that's the intrinsic nature of all living entities. As I said before, Jivera Sarupahoy. This is who we are. We're all servants of Krishna. But because we're covered by um, by you know material conditioning, and, and ultimately, you know, the material conditioning means that this avidya means I think I'm this body's me. So the way to get rid of that is through the process of sadhana. Sadhana bhakti, it destroys these, the, the anathas, it destroys the conditioning. It reveals the true nature of who we are. And that true nature, my mind's attracted to Krishna. My mind wants to take shelter of his lotus feet. So what you're seeing is deity worship and chanting the holy name. Sadhana bhakti. Sadhana bhakti. Yeah, nine processes of bhakti. Yeah. But you know, deity worship is very helpful in this age. Very, very helpful. But that just that can all, that can just mean you know for people like you and me just coming take darshan. And turning the association of the devotees. Definitely, that's also part, you know. Sadhusanga, Namakirtan, Bhagavat Shavan, Matura Vasashri, Matura Shari Shavan. Popad books. Yeah, same. It's all part of the same thing. The process of sadhana is about purifying our consciousness, purifying our senses, so we can concentrate. Because, because all these things you know, there's that verse in the, um, in, 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 was it from Padma Purana, I think? That the two regulative principles are always remember Krishna and never forget Krishna. The rules and regulations simply serve these principles. So the rules and regulations help us to always remember Krishna and never forget him. Thank you, Ray. Yeah. Thank you. Sevika, you have a question? Over this side. <coughs> Hare Krishna Prabhuji, thank you for the wonderful class. Um, Prabhu, you mentioned how a devotee is happy because of the past piety he has accrued. Um, but we see past piety also is diminishing through time. Sorry? The past piety we've got from our previous life is also diminishing as time goes. But Prabhu, we also hear in lectures that um, for devotees, happiness is everlasting. So, is this because of devotional service or because of our past life? Everlasting happiness means bhakti. Susukam kartamavyayam, as it says in the beginning of the ninth chapter. The process of bhakti is everlasting and is joyful performed. Yeah, so this is the nature of bhakti. And it's the nature of the soul as well. But it's only through our material conditioning that we become distressed because of the influence of material nature we become distressed. Of course, we see in, in, in the, the pastimes of Krishna, the residents of Vrindavan, they're also experiencing distress, but that's something completely different. That's spiritual ecstasy. Because that distress causes them to become more and more absorbed in Krishna. They take more and more shelter of Krishna. But what we're experiencing in this material world is a very different thing. You know, it, 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 you know, if we're lucky, it causes us to take shelter of Krishna. But generally speaking, we, we try to take shelter of ourselves and try to overcome these external circumstances by our own capacity. But actually, the only shelter we have, and this is, this is one thing that's really coming out of these pastimes with Prahlad Maharaj, is, is he accepted 100%. 110% if, if you like, that there is no other shelter in this world than Krishna. We're not at that point yet. You know, whenever, whenever some calamity comes, either we want to resist, we want to fight back, or we try to take shelter of, as Prahlad Maharaj says, what's this, uh, this atmosphere, these fallible soldiers, you know, the family, the country, the friends, they can't save us. Yeah. No one else can save you but Krishna. 
Because, see, our thought of, sa of saving us means saving the body. Why? So I can enjoy some more. That's what we think saving means. But saving means that I'm always absorbed in the thoughts of Krishna. Because what does Kunti say? Um, what's that verse? Um, ah, really nice verse. That, that uh, when I think of you, I no, longer think, I, I no longer have to fear repeated birth and death. She says, Vipata shantata apurna so she's, she's praying, you know, let the calamities come again and again. And I don't know any devotees who pray like that. I don't know anyone who prays like that. Just let the calamities come again and again. Do you like that idea? No, of course not, because we want to enjoy in this material world. Because she's understanding that the calamities are an impetus to take shelter of Krishna. And when she takes shelter, when she's thinking, when she's constant, because that's, that's where she experiences happiness, is when she's always thinking of Krishna, she's happy. When she stops thinking of Krishna, she's unhappy. And it's the same for us. If we can always be absorbed in thoughts of Krishna, we won't know calamity. And then we don't have to worry about repeated birth and death. Did that answer your question? Thank you, Ravish. Okay. Hare Krishna. Okay, last question. Yeah. So. Yeah, okay, one comment. Yes, what you mentioned about how you need to have the verse explained by a pure devotee. You can't just, it's hard to just read the verse and understand it. And what happened just now, we're reading a verse and it, and it says how that you have to you do um, bad activities and get bad karma and you do some good activities and get good karma and that will neutralize it. And I was just thinking, well, that's not, the, if you do materially impious activities, you get bad karma. If you do materially pious activities, you get good karma, which you don't want any karmas. But, so it's interesting, Prabhupada explained in the first here, the pious activities was doing sravanam, remembering Krishna, and so the sort of pious activities in the mode of pure goodness is, actually does remove karma, like when you chant Hare Krishna, that removes karma. And, and, yeah. um, the price activity was doing was remembering Krishna and that Sravana, yeah. that, that will remove karma. But yeah. So when I read the verse, I thought, how does this work? Because good activities gives you good karma, you know? And so. But so, sometimes you'll see that Prabhupada uses different terms in different ways. Just like sometimes he, he'll talk about Sudha Sattva. Sometimes you'll say Sudha Sattva is material, sometimes you'll say it's transcendental. Yeah? And same with piety or pious activities. Sometimes you'll say that pious activities are material and they're useless. Other times he'll equate pious activities with devotional service. So you just need to look at the context he's using it. And here he's using the context of, of devotional service is the ultimate pious activity. So in that sense he's talking about it being pious activity. But it's actually beyond pious activities because it destroys all material um, piety. Yeah. So there's material and there's spiritual. Uh, that's the way I'd say it. It's just material and spiritual. Yeah? Thank you. Sri Prabhupada ki samaveta bhakti brindi ki jayani taigo premanandi hari hari Hare Krishna.